0: One week season. Hey, yo, and welcome to the OWS Assessing Your Process Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Fritz, or BFritz12, on DraftKings Twitter and in OWS Discord. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope you guys had as good of a weekend as I did. Sorry, I'm just going to milk that because I don't usually get to say it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually had a good weekend. Uh, my best ROI of the year. I had a first place lineup that I'm going to share today. But before we dig into that, uh, another kind of interesting week in which a lot of the the field kind of wasn't on the, the the right plays. Some of the chalk fell through. There were guys who succeeded that were kind of surprising to the field. So again, uh, just a really interesting week. I feel like that's kind of par for the course in the NFL, but specifically for this year, as we've continued to talk about on this podcast and you know in general in the 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 fantasy football and DFS space kind of been the topic of conversation but I'm excited to dig in here because there's some very interesting things that I am looking forward to sharing with you. So we are going to dig into my roster here and I'll talk about how I got to that. Uh, Like I said, first place in in small field tourneys and the hundo um, by 15 points so yeah really good roster i'm really proud of it too and like i said some weird stuff with it so before we get to the roster itself let's quickly talk about what what this week looked like for me because we had just this wild weird week with all this covid news uh, you know, games being moved, teams just piling up their COVID lists and just a lot of unknowns, a lot of confusion, a lot of or a complete lack of clarity, it felt like. So I think it's important to first talk about how I was approaching this slate in this week based on all of that. And the answer to this is I wasn't going to play it, (laughs) Uh, which is just uh, crazy to think that I wasn't going to play a week. And then I had my best ROI on the year, got first place in attorney, placed high up in some other ones, did well on short slates, but I wasn't going to play this week. I really, honestly, was not planning on playing, just because I figured the the amount of effort that was going to go into trying to figure out what was going on was just, simply not worth it. It wasn't just it, like it wasn't. I didn't feel like I was gaining that much of an edge to to really kind of uh, do all this extra legwork and. You know at ows the the team did an awesome job this week of making that easy on the rest of us you know like the ows fam uh like everybody writing articles and stuff did an awesome awesome job so just real quick shout out to the team here at ows because yeah there there's a reason there were so many ows wins this week there were some really huge ones and i i should have mentioned that at the top too uh just a, a massive week for ows subs so really really cool to see that was really really fun to be in the the binks thread of discord and just like seeing everybody celebrating and stuff on sunday night was really fun so it felt like you know my uh the hundo winning lineup was uh not so exciting anymore after seeing these huge five figure wins uh six there's a six figure cumulative win so really really cool stuff really cool stuff uh but no i all all just aside uh yeah you know really cool to to see all that and i just couldn't be more excited because it has been such a weird year obviously as we've talked about on this podcast i've struggled but i'm not the only one there's a lot of other people struggling as well so really cool to see some stuff finally come through especially for those who have been continuing to grind continuing to show up you know some of the names that i had seen in there were names that i've been seeing all season in discord in hanging out for the live podcasts and stuff like that. So so yes, awesome, awesome job uh, at OWS this weekend for contributors and subs alike. Weird week. All this stuff was happening. Like I said, I just wasn't convinced that the effort that I was going to have to put in was going to be worth it. I was like, you know what? I'm just... I'll just take a breather this week. Uh, I honestly wasn't even going to play for fun, which, you know, maybe I was kidding myself a little bit there. But so how did this happen? How did this happen if I wasn't planning on playing? Well, I, so I did the first peak pod with Lex and Jess. And that was the only research I did this week. Because I was the only talking about the slate that I did this week was with majestic and lex for the first peak pod we talked about an important game in uh, baltimore and green bay which ended up making the foundation of my lineup and made it a winning week so i'll get to that but that was literally all that i did i did that with those guys and then i didn't have any obligations after that in terms of content and i just was like yeah i'm not gonna do anything else but i do have a DraftKings league with a handful of my buddies so i knew that i had to make a lineup for that and so i did that i think it was like late friday night uh it was like you know the wife went to bed and i was you know normally i I would i would do uh, a while of roster creation and play around with some stuff on Friday evening, but I hadn't done anything until late. I literally just picked up my phone. I created a roster like on the couch before I, you know, in in a half hour before I was planning on going to sleep, and I liked it. I, I put it together and I liked it, and so to that's how that's how it happened that's how i created a roster but then to like step back for just a second keeping in mind i again i did the first peak pod and i did no research after that i didn't do my first look i didn't even glance at the game like i did nothing and when i say nothing i mean literally nothing (laughs) i did no research and and this is important I, i i'm making a point of this for a reason I did no research I pulled out my phone I created that lineup and I sat back and I was like huh I actually like how this thing came together and the reason that I liked it was I just kind of went with my gut plays I've just in like in that half an hour time period, as I was building that lineup, I was considering the matchups. Uh, I was considering I had so I had very briefly to, to go into the first peak pod this week. i had very briefly looked over all the games. And so just kind of I didn't do any type of analysis whatsoever. Not even like a, a quick write up. Uh, it was really just kind of a, you know, a five minute um high level just kind of like eye check of what was there and the general feeling was (laughs) oh um and so i knew there weren't a lot of spots that i loved and so like i said we had talked about green bay baltimore on the pod which i did really really like that spot and so then when i was going through to create this roster and i was thinking about these other spots, I was just not seeing a lot that I liked. There were things that were clearly sticking out to me, which I'll kind of go through that as I go through the roster. But I, did, I wasn't overthinking things. It was just very quick. And I was going based on the knowledge that I've built over the course of this season. JM talks about the value of accumulated knowledge and how much that makes a difference in nfl how much of an edge that is and that is something that i just you know couldn't agree with more all of that at this point in the season ends up being pretty automatic you know who these teams are you know what their identities are you know how they're most likely to attack a given game or situation you know what the coaches like to do you know which coaches are dunces and which ones are intelligent and are going to play smart football if you are doing your research week in and week out and you're reading the nfl edge and you're going through the scroll and you're reading Hilo's articles and you're doing, you know, you're playing showdown with Zandemir's write-ups, you know who these teams are. And therefore, late in the season, while I'm not suggesting you should do no research, (laughs) late in the season, you should be able to lean on this knowledge that you've accumulated Accumulated over the course of the season. And so that was something that was very clear to me in hindsight, thinking about how, I mean, really, even in the moment, but especially in hindsight, really noticing like I, it's a strong roster, as we'll get to. Like I put it together in half an hour and it's a strong roster. It's something that. I do feel like there weren't as many things to dig through this week. It felt a little bit more clear to me just because there was so much that was muddled. And so the spots that stuck out to me just seemed like I was just knew I was going to go there, at least for me, based on who I am as a player. Um, but it it was a well-built roster. And so to understand that you can do that is, is pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting that that can that can come about so i built this roster i was happy with it i liked it so much that i was like you know what i'm gonna throw this in a couple of tourneys so like i said i threw it in this hundo which i won and then i threw it in a couple others as well and then i basically made a couple uh just like small like offshoots of this so like plays that i wasn't quite so sure about I, you know, did like a one-off or two-off swap. Uh a little bit more heavily stacked the the Green Bay Baltimore game in the afternoon slate. I heavily stacked the Miami game in the early slate. So I basically took what I had learned in that half an hour and then built a couple more lineups. Based on that, at the end of the day, put in a handful of lineups, twenty-five bucks on DraftKings. It was so it was like next to nothing, and had my best ROI of the year. <laughs> uh, which I'm sure all of you, if you've been playing DFS for a while, you've experienced this at some point. Whether it's exactly this or something very similar. Uh just the bittersweet nature of it. Like, yes, it feels great to win attorney. It feels great to win a couple hundred bucks on my $25 uh, to place highly in some other ones. But man, does it hurt? <laughs> Especially after having the brutal year that I've had to not have, you know, if I would the, the earlier weeks in the season, so just for for reference, I was putting in about 150 bucks a week earlier in the year and so you know my uh let's see what was it it's was pretty much right around 10x so that would have been pretty nice earlier in the year definitely would have taken 1500 over the close to i guess it was like closer to 300 that i made this week but whatever so so yeah hurts a little bit i saw some of the wins on ows2 uh, the one guy who won the red zone 50,000 50, win would have won the millie as well, <laughs> just like by two two points. I think it was. So like those types of things are just <laughs> so brutal because it's like it's a it's really great. You want to celebrate your win, but always hard when you see what it what it could have been. So. With that, though, now that I kind of gave you the background and how it came together, let's go ahead and jump into the roster itself. The roster is Tyler Huntley, Jeff Wilson, James Robinson, Devontae Adams, Brandon Cooks, Devontae Parker, Mark Andrews, Michael Carter, Dolphins. This lineup was good for 192.6, which was first place in this hundo by a whopping 15 points and 87th place in the 188,000 person $1 first down contest. So it felt really good to make 75 bucks on my $1 there. Uh, But also just the, you know, one of the things with OWS, I've talked about this over the past handful of weeks with some wins and things like that. We like to win. The money, of course, is a wonderful side effect of that or a piece of it. But I think it's really important to understand how much you like to win. And that might differ a little bit from person to person, player to player but have a little bit of an understanding of that for yourself because for me i really like to win <laughs> money is is great and yes uh, that that's really what makes this a lot of fun but and also sometimes not so fun but actually like to place 87th out of an almost 200,000 person field is like oh shit that's that's really awesome you know i've I've got like a 99.6 on the the test basically <laughs> um so so yeah so that was cool but to dig into the roster itself here how did this come together especially with this very condensed process for myself so like i said i knew that I liked after the first big pod, I knew that I liked the Baltimore Green Bay game. I really didn't have a great understanding of where I liked it relative to everything else because I didn't do a first look this week where I go through all the games and kind of write down my initial thoughts. Didn't do that. So I didn't really have a feel for what how I liked that relative to everything else. But as I was going through and, and creating the roster, I was realizing that I really didn't like a lot of these other spots so tyler huntley who i figured was going to start we talked about this on the the first peak pod really isn't much of a downgrade from lamar which is kind of crazy to say but lamar has, has taken like a little bit of a step back and then huntley's actually been throwing the ball well and he still has the rushing ability so you're essentially getting like Lamar light or even like close to Lamar at a like really discounted price. I mean, at 5,400 in this game environment, I just I, I was not thinking of anybody outside Huntley except for some two rosters rosters um, for the shorter slate. So. I pretty much locked Huntley in here right away. I just really liked both his floor and his ceiling. Thought that he was by far the best play, which I am absolutely blown away. (laughs) Now, I know this was going to be late news. And so I basically took that to the bank as well because I figured that people would not want to try to figure this out because it was a late game. And to have... A late stop at quarterback is really kind of a tricky thing to do. So I just I just figured there like Lamar wasn't going to play. And now I will say I had the luxury of because I didn't have a ton of bankroll behind this, I didn't really care. I just figured that, you know, I'd be in a good spot if Huntley did indeed play. Um but four percent owned in the Hundo, which is Pretty surprising to me just because he did end up being such a good play. So this is like a, a really kind of weird situation. But I mean, just uh, an absolute kind of the the, the linchpin of <laughs> this roster. Uh, he did get there kind of late as well with like two rushing touchdowns. But that final line was pretty much on the table the entire time. So I thought that was really interesting. So yeah, Huntley pretty much right away to start my roster. Devonte Adams was a for sure bring back here as well. I was pretty much locking him in because just kind of like scrolling, you know, my initial scroll through the top like top price guys. I didn't really I didn't have a need to uh, go to any of these top price guys like Devonte stuck out far and away. And again, we talked about this on the first peak bod. pod, 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 uh, pod. <laughs> he just felt like a smash play for me, just in terms of floor and ceiling combo. Nobody's ever a guaranteed thing, but really, really liked him in this spot. So he was an easy bring back and then trying to choose out of pass catchers. Again, I, I liked both Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown, but I liked Mark Andrews quite a bit more because, again, I didn't love anything else at the tight end position and figured that he would just get a lot of volume in this spot. He's got upside, and oftentimes with backup quarterbacks, they look to the tight end, some of these shorter, safer throws a bit. So I liked Mark Andrews in that spot. So I locked him in there as well. So Huntley. With Mark Andrews and Devontae Adams coming back on the other side was pretty much locked in. I didn't play any roster without the Devontae and Mark Andrews combo this week. Just thought it was too solid to to try to go anywhere else. So obviously that set me up for success. Just the foundation of my roster. Then at running back, James Robinson, you know, mega chalk this week, but for a reason. Just mispriced. Um, Yeah, Jacksonville is not a good team. But between the run defense of uh, Houston and his 5,400 price, it just wasn't something that I was going to try to overthink. I didn't think he's a smash play. Like, you know, we talked about this. JM's talked about this. We've talked about this at OWS. Like, he's just, he's never a smash play because he's on a bad team with bad coaching that obviously changed potentially a little bit this week um but just like he you know he's not a guy that has a massive ceiling so didn't uh didn't think he was some crazy smash play but it also just wasn't something that I was going to try to overthink on a week that was just had a lot of weirdness and then Jeff Wilson was actually one of my favorite plays this week. I was still nervous to pull the trigger on him, but he was one of my favorite plays because he objectively has has not been a bad play over the past couple of weeks. There have been reasons that you should play him or shouldn't play him or, or can justify, I should say, playing him or not playing him. But this week I really liked him after two weeks of, Disappointing people, kind of proving the whole, uh, you know, he's just a yardage and touchdown back who's not as good as Elijah Mitchell, not going to get there. Everybody now thinks that that's that's fact, that's true. And against this terrible Atlanta run defense, really liked him as well. You know, figured that San Francisco is still going to, be able to run the ball quite a bit. They're going to continue to do that. And, you know, if he breaks, happens to break 100 yards and he sneaks in for a touchdown, he's a great play at 5,000, especially because not many people are going to be on him after they've jumped off that train. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. He got there. And at least in this hundo, which is these 100 person tournaments are can be pretty different than larger fields, but 16% owned. Love it. That's kind of like a signature play for me in my style is being on a guy like Wilson, who has disappointed a couple weeks in a row now. Everybody's off of and is still at a cheap price and a good spot. He hasn't changed at all. His role hasn't changed. Um, So yeah, really like that play there. Moving on to the other receiver spots. Brandon Cooks stuck out to me in this spot versus Jacksonville, where I figured he was you know, basically going to be their offense. That's pretty much how it's been all year. But they just haven't been in good spots or haven't managed to get him going. So I liked him. I didn't love him, but I liked him at his price. It provided a really nice correlation with James Robinson. Like those two guys in that game for me felt while bad teams uh, felt really, really solid in terms of like those offenses were going to have to ride both of those guys to have offensive production. And then they also set up nicely for correlation because they they kind of tell a, a story. And and again, they're both pretty game script independent in a sense. I guess Brennan Cook's less so if Houston is smashing. Um, But but yeah, so I I really like that correlation there. Devontae Parker was the uh, the third wide receiver for me. Popular this week for a good reason, you know, his matchup versus the Jets um, with Waddle out. Again, one of those ones where I'm just not going to overthink it too much. Had his price been higher than 4,300, you know, if he had been in the 5Ks, then and maybe I'm thinking about it a little bit more. But even then, I mean, his with especially without Jalen Waddell, his floor and ceiling with Tua uh, against the terrible defense was just too solid for me to pass up. Flex spot was Michael Carter. I went back and forth on this play a little bit. I uh, wasn't really quite sure. And again, remember, I'm not reading anything on this, so like I don't know how other people are seeing him as a play. But I just immediately was like 4,700 uh, for a guy who, you know, OWS and JM were spot on earlier this year. Had a, a couple of great games where you know he was being used a ton in the passing game. It was just like. Okay, I, I didn't love him necessarily, but I didn't hate him either. Just kind of like I could see him being in a good spot here. That was, you know, the by far the lowest score on my roster with three points. I'm just totally bombed, didn't do anything. But I didn't really have a ton else that I loved there. Dolphins, D to finish it up. Yeah, I really liked the the dolphins in this spot um for obvious reasons you know aggressive defense at home versus zach wilson and the jets just figured that they were in a good spot and they you know they they got there in terms of they you know they only got nine points but six sacks, uh fumble recovery and they they ended up allowing a little bit more points than i thought they would but overall liked that play as well so there we go. That's the roster. Like I said, i really liked how I had the primary stack of Huntley, Mark Andrews, bringing it back with Devontae Adams, and then had this skinny stack of James Robinson and Brandon Cooks. Had floating plays in Jeff Wilson, Devontae Parker, and Michael Carter, who I all I felt pretty solid about at least from a floor and ceiling standpoint. And there we go. That is it. That is the roster. Those were the main things I wanted to touch on about that. Yeah, that's that's it. Rode that to to victory this weekend. Uh just, you know, I think the thing that I wanted to kind of wrap up today with was just DFS is weird. <laughs> Playing DFS is weird. You're gonna have weeks where you put in a ton of effort, a ton of research. You're gonna be super confident and you're gonna go out and you're gonna bomb because it's the NFL and weird things happen and crazy things ensue and you end up at the bottom. Well, and you know, you lose everything. Then you're gonna have other weeks where you barely research at all, or you throw one lineup in that you made while you were you know, (laughs) on the couch late at night after your wife went to bed and you're going to win a tourney with it. So just keeping that in mind too, that sometimes things are going to come in weird moments. It's not always going to be when you expect. All you can really do is continue to show up week after week, put in the effort, Continue to learn, continue to do your research, continue to gain and cultivate, grow your knowledge base, store that cumulative knowledge, and you'll get there. You're going to get there. And that's really kind of, you know, not just speaking from this experience, but also zooming out a little bit to the experiences of these other wins at OWS this weekend, that was what I got from those, you know, these, these wins, these players were like, finally, you know, I've been at OWS for three years now and I've been an inner circle member and I've been, you know, week in and week out. I'm just like, keep putting in the work. And I finally did it. I finally had this, massive win finally like i get the one week season thing now i get it like i made my season i made i paid off everything that i've you know invested so far into ows and you know just made it back tenfold 100 fold thousandfold in in <laughs> some cases uh so yeah so just remembering that be in A space where you are continuing to learn be open to learning continue to engage here at ows both with the content and in the discord community and you will get there you will get there whether it's on a, a week where you didn't do any research or a week that you did but keep showing up End of the year here going into the last few weeks of this season the rest of your competition is fading so stick with it and maybe you will be the one to win attorney next week and with that i hope to see you at the top of the leaderboards